0: joint podcast episode 43 I am your blessed and humble host Karee and today I'm really really getting tired of this man I'm getting tired of reporting it I'm getting tired of reading it I'm getting tired of seeing it I'm getting tired of having just to feel the impact every single time Something like this happens when it comes to uh, a black man in the police. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, are under under a rock right now? Um, rest in peace to Rashard Brooks, a man who was unlawfully killed and had excessive force used on him when it didn't need to be. I want to say rest in peace to. Robert Fuller, um, who was found hung, um, in Palmdale, California. Um, it is very, it's Okay. It's very damning to me that this continues to happen. I understand it's real, but when you just, you keep getting hit with it back to back to back. And after everything that has been going on regarding, you know, everything from the death of George Floyd, this has been just a collective movement. And it's like, it doesn't even matter. I completely understand now what, like, loss of hope kind of feels like. Um, Speaking for myself in general, I I know I'm a very educated, you know what I'm saying, person. I know exactly how to carry myself when around uh, police officers and things of that nature. But I don't know... If I'll ever feel at ease. Um, And in me saying that, I'm just speaking for myself, but I don't think I'll ever feel at ease with. With interaction with the police, I don't think I'll ever feel at ease with my any of my family members interaction with the police. I, I don't think. I don't think that we are ever going to get a fair shake. Um, It may not be in my lifetime, but the, the fact that black people are still being hung in 2020 and the fact that people who we pay in taxes to protect and serve us as well can immediately show up to a situation and go, oh, yes, that black man committed suicide. Why? Because he decided to hop in a tree and he decided to put a rope around his neck and he decided to do that. And you know what? That may be the case, but without even doing an investigation first just showing up to the scene and immediately marking it a suicide so then you can move on bothers me in the situation of a Rashard Brooks where you have a good night you're very you know drunk you pull over you know to get some food typically how it goes I've been in that situation I I've, I've done that I've I've had fun had good time shit even last night Had a great time, went and got some food You fucked up enough, sometimes you fall asleep in the drive-thru Some people are nice enough to honk their horns, you wake up Some people, you honk your horn enough, you don't wake up, they just go around you For the police to then be called And instead of just treating it as a Wellness check And talking with him He just letting him sleep it off That man is no longer here He's no longer On this earth The man was running away I get it. I mean. You, you're you talking to the police. It escalates. Tasers are being brought out. So at least there was some, some modicum of trying to use non-lethal force. Taser gets grabbed. He runs away. And you shoot the man in the back three times. I'm trying to understand what, how somebody is a threat to you running away. How somebody is a threat to you with their back turn. How does that justify you using lethal force? And I, I give credit to the people of Atlanta for reacting how they did in protesting, in burning down that Wendy's. I I applaud Mayor uh Lance Bottoms, who acted swiftly, understood there was no need for use of force in that. I understand the police chief stepping down because it seems like There's no connection between the community and the people who are there to protect and serve the community. It seems like everybody's out here just playing Wild Wild West. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like I have to be responsible for myself. It feels like I can't depend on people who I paid my hard-earned tax money to to take care of it. I can't I can't depend on that because I never know if they're gonna turn around and then use whatever course of action against myself. As a black man in America, this shit hurts. This shit is painful. And... It's fucked up because you think... You never know... When it could be your day. And that's a fucked up way of thinking about it. You shouldn't live life like that. You shouldn't live life like that. You shouldn't be... On pins and needles, it fucks me up. It, it really does, yo. It really does because I got younger siblings. <sighs> I got family, I got parents who, I just, I'm fearful. And I hate feeling this way. But what can I do? What can we do? What can a, what can a person who looks like me do to stop this? Like do we continue to march? Do we have to protest? Do we have to get violent ourselves we've shown They've shown that they don't see us as more there There's people taking the cops feel like they're the victims in this situation. They're talking about defunding the police. They're talking about all type of measures. Passing legislation. But what happens to those people who don't see their family anymore? A George Floyd, a Breonna Taylor. Yes, is it nice that you're passing legislation, let's ban all chokeholds in areas, Let's let's do this? Yeah, but... There have been laws in place that people just don't follow. It makes no sense to me how a Breonna Taylor, you pass a law on her birthday for the no-knock warrants. Yet the cops who did that and tried to then cover it up because of a fuck-up that they made. There's no accountability. It's just react. And then we'll let the chips fall with their may. Oh, it's a black couple. Oh, we'll just say, oh, well, they were, you know, forcefully coming at us. When you knocked on, when you broke into somebody's home. The wrong home. And you started opening fire. Instead of de-escalating the fucking situation. And then you want to sit here and tell me about the fearful of, of your life at a traffic stop. What about mine? What about everyone else's? Fear isn't a one-way street. Not only you fear it. like You don't feel that by yourself. So if you do something too fast or move too... What do you think I'm going to do? I have to react to that. I'm tired of seeing my people... In these fight or flight situations... And they, they lose every time. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Say their names. Keep their name alive. We live in a country that can use my people and use your, your ability but do not respect the fact that our people are dying. Our people are dying at the hands of people who we are expecting to save us. I'm not gonna stick on this too long. I didn't I didn't even wanna come in here and have to deal with stuff like this. Like my whole week was going well until like Wednesday or Thursday. But you just see these situations and how can you how can you not how can you not talk about it? How can I not utilize my platform? How can I not say what I feel on my platform? Be irresponsible. All right. Dave Chappelle released a moving and very, very powerful twenty seven minute um like comedy special. That he shot in his hometown of Ohio um, And just put it out on Netflix put it out on YouTube um, Because you know he has a contract with them And it's called 8 minutes and 46 seconds Obviously Dave is highlighting um, The amount of time that George Floyd um, Sat there and laid there While Derek Chauvin had his Knee on his neck of course, um, and he, he covers a whole bunch of topics he covers. Um, why not speaking up? Why not um, interjecting himself more? Why not, you know, why, how his thoughts on everything that's gone down. Um, it's a very, 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 very powerful, very powerful uh, commentary. I think I've never seen Dave Chappelle... Um, I've seen him tackle certain topics, um, and he he does go, but I've never seen him this emotionally invested into a topic. Um, to a point where I think I think this could be one of the best uh comedy special that he's done and I know I'm I'm probably just speaking because of the moment and how, you know, ha- how it has impacted um currently, but the passion in his voice, the the understanding of how he felt, I mean, I completely got it. Like, it, it just it stuck. It resonated. Like, it it was really good. So make sure you check that out. I believe it's on Netflix's, Netflix on Us or something like that, um, on their YouTube page. Uh, it's 27 minutes. Uh, you can literally watch it on a ride, wherever you're trying to go or whatever. Um I would advise if that's not your political view, well, no, nah, fuck it. If you are if you don't like it, or if you don't like what's going on right now, watch it. If you do watch it. Everyone should watch it. It 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 highlights the fact that how how are we feeling, how this impacts us. This is what we're trying to explain. And sometimes I also I always believe that comedians are Our great philosopher of these times because they can take something that people may not understand and make it so digestible in the form of a joke or in the form of just real live commentary. So I I just recommend everybody to go check that out. Um, Let's go from good side to all the way bad. Terry Crews. (laughs) I saw a tweet that said, I don't know what the white people have on Terry Crews. (laughs) but goddamn and i'm i'm feeling like that but i don't i don't empathize with terry cruz i don't understand his his stance is always what it is and it wasn't until i heard something from um Big Gip of Goody Mob. He was on the 85 South show. Shout out to them as well. Um, He said Prince once told him that as a black man in Hollywood, you get one shot. And what I took that as, it seems like Terry Crews is very About protecting his shot. And in any other instance, I don't think I would even care about this or even to a point of give it this this type of energy or give it this much energy. But I feel like Terry Crews, anytime a situation does occur and he steps out on his platform and uses you know, his voice, which I don't think he should have one, but it seems like he's always trying to protect himself and making sure that, you know, his family is good in any situation. I have never seen a man just be so willfully to spew negative and just wrong information to try to protect himself to try to show hey I'm not with them I'm here and I'm still good Terry so you can still trust me I'm good please don't take my job and I mean I try to understand it but I don't cuz you have a a black wife you have a you have black children so how do you, how does somebody like that turn to them and just say, yeah, I said the right thing? How do you, how do you justify that? And that's your household, that's your business. So I'm, I'm not in it, but to me, it's just, it's just off. If my mom went out there and did some wild shit, trust and believe when she get into the house, I'm going to tell her you did some wild stuff. But that's just the relationship that me and my mother have. It may not be the same over there. So I don't know. But I just think it's weird. Um, He's up there with Candace Owens for me. It's just I don't understand what happened in your life for you to be this against your own people. And I get it. We are not a... We're not perfect. Your own people... We'll we'll talk about you But at the end of the day You don't You can't change colors Like you're black It's just what it is So I don't know if Something happened in their lives Or something like that And, and that may be it And that may be a deeper issue But The The Self hate And the it, It's just it's, That's all it spews to me It just spews to me that You don't like who you are Constantly, like constantly, you do this. This is, this isn't a one off. Like, I know a lot of people were like, for example, when when Desi Banks said what he said, that was a one off. I don't know what other conversation that he had, but he came back and came, gave an apology. It was a one off. He he fucked up. He realized he messed up. Made an apology, you know, going on the apology tour that all, you know, the people who fuck up do on social media. And I can and somewhat respect it, but it is what it is. But when you consistently doing it, you're you're saying this is who you are. This is how you feel. So I just I just pray for y'all, man. I really do. I really do. I really hope it's worth it. Whatever you're trying to get accomplished, it's worth it. Um, Speaking of that, I have never seen um, a woman ruin her career in, in, in two weeks. And... That is what apparently would be Simone Starting to do. I I came on here and we talked about her um and her using the God as far as her reasoning as why she doesn't want to <clears throat> talk about black or social issues, black those black social issues, excuse me. Then she went on her boss's radio show. irony in that and talked about how nine to five workers wouldn't be able to understand her lifestyle which is if if you want somebody who's a ceo that's your preference a lot of these girls out here want the the ceo making not even the ceo let's just say a nigga with money they all want a nigga with money so i'm not mad at your preference but when you say something like they'll never be able to understand you know my lifestyle it's like Well, anybody can understand anything. It just depends on the person that you're dealing with. Why wouldn't I understand that you're up at 3 in the morning? Copying and pasting. (laughs) So, when it, like, it's crazy because everything that she was talking about is just nuts. You said you're up at 3 in the morning, yet you're plagiarizing. Somebody with a 9 to 5 could have told you you need to switch it up a little bit to make it seem like it's not. You know what I mean? It's not yours. Like you didn't just copy this. If that's the, if that's what you're doing up at 3 in the morning, it's just literally just copying everything one person says to make it in your book, I can completely understand that. But not only did you show the lack of awareness, the lack of understanding now you're a thief on top of that that's yeah a plagiarism plagiarist is a thief that's someone who stole work from someone else and tried to you know basically made monetary gain off it but i have never seen someone talk herself into a lawsuit and then you think because of the power that you have would this have ever been found out if you just don't say anything at all. Or if you don't incite black Twitter, which is Twitter. Because I never heard, we don't see anything from any other Twitter. Like without black Twitter, Twitter doesn't exist. That's why Twitter changed the IV. That's why Black Lives Matter on Twitter. It's a good thing because without the voices of black communities, nothing is popping on Twitter. Understand that. That's the power that we have. And you. You utilize this power. Differently. And wrongly. And now where are you? You got wilding out. I give you that. But how long is that going to last? I wish you nothing but the best beast. I do. I really do. Uh, Let's move on to, oh, bitch-ass, bitch-ass Trump decided to reschedule his rally, which I didn't see coming, actually. I thought he was going to go through with it, Um, and if you don't know what was going on, uh, President Trump, um, your president, not mine, uh, was setting up a rally, um, of his supporters to happen on June 19th, uh, which is Juneteenth in the black community. And he was going to have it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which if you know history, which you probably maybe don't, or maybe do because you have to take extra history to learn about this. They don't just teach it in the regular courses. So, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma was the home of black wall street, which was one of the most prominent places where it was all black owned businesses. Uh, Everything was black owned from doctors to schools to um, the police officers. Everything was handled by black people. Um, And because of the wealth that was being laid in the black community, uh, white people did come in there and kill all those black people and bomb all those buildings um, and blow them up there and basically decimated what black people had built. So he was going to have a rally with that much racial significance in that city on that day to basically say what during this time is going to it was a big fuck you. That's what it was, because. Be clear. we are currently, our, our, our country is ran by a supremacist. And I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear because I, I don't want to say any hate speech because I'm not threatening the life of the president at all. I don't want no secret service at my door. However, we are ran by a racist, someone who believes that White people are superior. And it's funny to me how white people can feel like that. And people, uh, white people feel like, and it's not all white people, but the I'm talking to the supremacists here who feel like they are superior and they are the number one race. But everything they doing is reactive to me. You're trying to keep us down because you know we're too powerful has been documented. You're saying the Mexicans are taking your jobs. That's not superior. You're upset because they're tearing down all of these Confederate statues around the country. That's not superior. They show no superior trait. They're living on. They're living on the morale of. What you what life used to be. What life was. Yet there are more. There are more broke white people than there are broke black people. Or Mexican people or Asian people or Jewish people. What, what's superior about you? Not a damn thing. We are human. We are all given a chance to live a life. Our lives are harder because of laws and programs and just racism that's put in the into the system. But we know that going in. We know that the game is rigged. The game has been rigged for us. Mind you, because they want to rig it. We didn't ask to be here. You brought us here. We learned, we excelled, we've grown. You've been here. You have excelled. But a majority of you have not reached your potential, I guess. And somehow, because of your lack of. Your lack of actually taking your head start and using it wisely, you blame. People that look like me. And people of brown skin. We didn't ask to be here. I can say that about my people. You can't blame us for your. Lack of what it is. No. Unfortunately. We all got to play the hand that we was dealt. And you were dealt a lot of big jokers. If It's your fault that you don't know how to play him. That's not my fault. You can blame me, that's fine. But it ain't my fault. And that bothers you. It's not superior at all to me. Perfect example of this is Ray Cicerelli. Who is a third division NASCAR driver. Which means he's not even in... He doesn't even race cars, by the way. His nigga raced trucks. Rally trucks. Third division of NASCARs. Not even in the fucking G League. Okay? You know what I'm saying? I, I knew shit about NASCAR. Not a thing. But I know this. There's one black guy in there. named Bubba Wallace. He's pretty good. And this week, NASCAR actually passed the ban of the Confederate flag being... You know, hung up anywhere on cars or in pit crews. And Ray Cicerelli decided to quit NASCAR. Ray Cicerelli quit because he is upset that of the Confederate flag being banned. He feels like we're now NASCAR is playing to one side. Let me t- give you just a brief little... um heads up here racist already there is not a lot of black nascar fans I, I i'll give you that so you ain't playing to us it's wrong celebrating the confederate flag is wrong the confederacy was literally around for 4 years it got its bachelors and got the fuck out of here it's not it's not that great bro Celebrating the Confederate flags tells to me that you're not even an American. Because those people decided, hey, we don't like what you're doing, so we're going to step away and create our own union against America. So you're a traitor. Why are we celebrating these people? Why are there statues all across the South Why are their highways named? Why are their schools named? Why are their streets named after people who were against America? Colin Kaepernick took a knee and America lost its fucking mind. I need Drew Brees for this one. Tell him about your grandfathers, Drew. Because your grandfathers fought for America. And this guy wants to celebrate the union that's separated from America. How does that make sense to me? Ray Cicerelli, I don't want to go back to how much of a loser this guy is, never got called up to NASCAR. Never. He's been Division Three for his four years of doing NASCAR. And Ray Cicerelli is 50 years old. He has no wins, no top fives. He has one top ten, no times leading in polls, and he never led an actual race. So for four years, this man has been doing nothing. Top ten once, and I promise you it's probably ten. This nigga can't even drive. And this is who is upset. That tells you stuff. That tells you what it is. If NASCAR didn't come out with a with a Confederate ban, I promise you, we wouldn't lose sleep over it. But the fact that they did is, is respectable. So you want to quit because <laughs> you should have tried to see if it would help you win some races, Roy. Ray Cicerelli It's crazy. Say that fast. Say that five times fast. You start to hear it. It's in the name. It's in the name. All right. What else? To the transgender community. I want to say. We ride with you. I don't understand. The undoing of. Treating people of transgender nature. Wrongly when it comes to healthcare. When they need it. Everybody should have. Have. Just a universal base of comes when it comes to healthcare, But just to take away the rights to serve someone who happens to be transgender is just wrong. It's wrong. I wouldn't like anybody telling me because I'm black, hey, I don't want to serve you because I'm black. So I wouldn't want to tell that to a transgender person. Mind you, it's not really my field of expertise. I don't know. But I know right and I know wrong. And that's wrong. So I stand with y'all. I hope. Please, we got to get Trump out of here. November is the time to do it. A lot of places have early voting. Please register to vote. You do not want another four years of this. This is not detrimental to how we can live our lives. I understand that Biden isn't. He isn't showing to be better. But we have a second chance of making sure that we don't have to go through it. The first time we didn't know. You can say that. You can put it on just honest mistake. Hey, if you voted for Trump in 2016 and you still feel the same way, that's fine. But I don't believe that's 100% true with everyone who voted for him. I believe there's been some regret. And to show that this isn't about party lines, this isn't about generational stay and where where you're actually going to put your voting power. This is, do we want to have another four years of this? And if your answer is no, then you know what to do. If your answer is yes, then you know what to do. But when it comes down in November, we have to make a choice. Do you want to be on the right side of history or not? Simple and plain. Um, So I appreciate y'all for just rocking with me. And hopefully we'll see y'all next week. I love y'all. Peace.